We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Welcome to the DFS 
pregame show. It's the new and improved DFS pregame show back on Roto Grinders. I'm Jordan Cooper. I even got my little overlay here. It's a little bit old, right? I do some soccer stuff also. Game theory specialist. Uh, and, and so th- maybe they should update that with the orange background because they give me all this orange stuff now except for that one. But whatever. Whatever. We'll deal with it. We'll deal with it on this special, special edition of the DFS pregame show. This is this is a show that uh, happened uh, sporadically throughout the past year. Uh, that, that at 11 in the morning, uh, we review yesterday's slate. We take a kind of first peek at the, the, the slate coming up. Talk a lot about strategy. And not like the picks, the plays. We learn, we hang out, right? I see you people in the chat, in the YouTube chat. Hit that thumbs up button. Hit the subscribe button. I see, I see you, Drew DP, Mike Buckets, Alex, Real King. It's an interactive show. Feel free to ask whatever questions you want about uh, projections, lineup HQ. I go over some premium stuff. Uh, we go over some results DB. It's more of a, a, a casual, it's, it's going to DFS school, kind of. Kind of every morning. Uh, starting January 4th. This is a special edition because it's like the, it's a 13-game slate starting NBA. So they figured, okay, uh, they'll, they'll, let, they'll let me do a special edition show because uh, we got the NFL schedule. So once once NFL kind of wraps up the regular season, we got a lot of shows that come on. It would preempt this show. So so it w- wasn't planning on starting till January 4th, but today it's special, so why not? Uh, we'll, we'll get here. Yes, I yell a lot. Yes, card fan. I do. I, I yell a lot. I'm from New York. I have, I have poor hearing, so it, it doesn't feel like I'm, I'm speaking loud, but apparently I am. Uh, so so uh, just to give you a preview of like what this show is all about. The show is all about learning. Learning and getting better from uh, a process standpoint. Not uh, did you pick the best play, right? Because everyone yesterday, right? Yesterday, Eric Pascal. You got to play Eric Pascal. He was the, he was the best projected player. For a point per dollar wise, and uh, and he sucked, right? <laughs> Eric Pascal didn't do much yesterday, but he, he was very highly owned. Uh, another another thing I just want to highlight that uh, what I'll be doing on the uh, pregame show. I don't talk that much about cash games. I think most of the strategy involves GPPs, so most of what we're going to talk about are GPP related. But from a cash game perspective, I mean, you're trying to play the the highest median lineup that you can for your double ups and for your head to heads. And I believe, I truly believe, I'm not saying this because I work for Roto Grinders, that uh, our projection team at Roto Grinders is the best in the industry. We got Noto, we got Means, we got uh, Tuttle, we got Reeves, we got Alan Lem, we got SBK, uh, we got Jamino, obviously. Uh, and and last year they upgraded. Tons of stuff in, in, in the projection model, and, and it was great. Uh, I thought it was the best in the industry, and I, I still believe so. So so to, to kind of track it in that way, based on Roto-Grinders projections, uh, I will, I will that's, that's what I'm going to be playing in my cash games on DraftKings, FanDuel, sometimes Yahoo, and I will be tracking it transparently, okay? So, like, I have it right here. I'll even show you. Uh, Let's see. There's a browser. Okay, let me pop my head. I produced this show also, so I have to click on buttons. I have to do everything. We don't have Devin for for these for these shows. So so feel free to type in the chat. I'll be kind of paying attention to multiple screens. But uh, I set up a spreadsheet and I played yesterday, so you can see right here. I played on DraftKings. It's a two game slate, and what I'm what I'm doing is I'm starting with the, I know it sounds like a lot twenty thousand dollar bankroll, 
But I mean, uh, scale it down to whatever whatever it is that you play. But I mean, for me, twenty thousand uh, dollar bankroll for cash games. Like it's only a portion of my normal bankroll. But like this is I'm just for the sake of this spreadsheet. Starting bankrolls two twenty thousand dollars wagering about ten percent of the bankroll per day. Contest mix. Try to get around that type of contest mix. Mix and then track it. And then every every day on this show. Throughout the course of the season, just update, 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 update to show how playing cash games on DraftKings FanDuel, how how it looks in real life, right, with real money. So you can see here yesterday, I, I did well, right? I mean, kind of got right on the cash line right here on DraftKings. Wager 1220, returned 1561.97 for this net. FanDuel did great, right? Because I, I got head to head, you could lose head to head. You split some double ups, so you know, you're not getting a complete double. And you have some triple ups, like the FanDuel. I got some triple ups, so then it, cal- it calculates everything here. So, so now that the bankroll is now up to twenty thousand seven hundred twenty-one, if I'm looking to wager around ten percent, like tonight, I will be putting in two thousand seventy-two bucks, something around there, split between DraftKings, FanDuel, and Yahoo. So, just wanted to show you spreadsheet accountability. And this is real money. You could, you could, I, 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 it's in my rotor tracker. It's in my CSVs. Uh, you could, you could, you could check, you could go into results DB and you could check exactly what lineup I played, at least on DraftKings on, uh, on, on, uh, in a, in a single entry double up contest. So I just want to show you a new thing for the DFS pregame show. But, uh, Cliff Shinkolf asks, uh, oh, whoa, that covers my face. I gotta, I gotta fix that. Okay. There you go. Okay. That's much better. Uh, have you had more of your NBA success on short slates or big slates? Uh, d- d- uh, the difference between uh, slate size is is really like variance. On on a two game slate, there aren't that many choices, right? There there aren't. There there. I mean, <laughs> everyone played Eric Pascal because who else are you going to play, right? Nick Batum, Luke Kennard, like there aren't that many choices to make, and when there aren't that many choices to make, uh there aren't that many mistakes to make. Like, a, a weaker player is less likely to make a mistake. And also, the differences between lineups are very smaller, right? A 1v1, a 2v2. There's not, there's not really opportunities to have a completely different lineup than many of your opponents. So you're going to share a lot of players, which means a lot of times I'm, pl- I'm, playing, I'm playing double-ups, and the, the difference between my lineup and someone else's lineup is Luke Kennard versus... I have Luke Kennard and Anthony Davis, and they have Kyrie Irving and Nick Batum. And it's like, oh, that, that's what all my money's on. Like, do, do I, do I, do I want to have all my money riding on something that marginal, projection-wise? But on a 13-game slate, I mean, we could see... You could, you could have lineups that have four different players, five different players in it. I mean, at the highest stakes, at the highest level, there, there, won't, there will be much more overlap because... Projection-wise, you know, players are a little bit better in the higher stakes. But uh, from a GPP perspective, on larger slates, you have more choices to make. And the more choices, the more decisions that need to be made, the, the more that it, it's, it, adva- it, it has an advantage for skillful players, right? If we play a game like poker, like the more betting rounds there are, the more cards, the more decisions, the more players at the table, right? The more decisions that someone needs to make, well, the skillful player will make better decisions more often, right? So the more decisions that there are, the law of large numbers, you know, over time, your your skill will show through in your in your results. The less decisions you need to make, you know, if, the, if, if DFS was a game of, you know, you just pick one player type of thing, 
and you only had three players to choose from. It's like I, I, third of the time, you know, you can't get really get much wrong. So that that's I just wanted to highlight that. So I feel free to type in your type in your questions. I have no problem just getting off track. This is a, this is more of a hangout session than than there is an agenda, right? Typically, the first half of the show we go over yesterday's slate, and the second half of the show we start going over today's slate. But remember, it's NBA. Whatever happens, it's eleven o'clock in the morning Eastern time. Whatever happens now, four o'clock now, everything changes. Like I mean, like we don't know. Harden, Harden apparently went to a, a strip club, <laughs> right? Harden went to a strip club, and uh, and apparently maybe he won't even play tonight, right? I think is that is that what happened today, right? I just saw I saw it on Twitter. I said that he may have broken the COVID protocols. I th- maybe are people joking that he went to a strip club, or that he just went somewhere? I have no idea. Uh, <laughs> So, like, what I do every morning, this is what you should be doing. I'm going to scold people that don't do it until you do, is you go to ResultsDB, okay? So you go to ResultsDB. You could go to and, and see from last night. You could see all the contests, all, all the publicly ones on, on, on DraftKings. Not, like, every single one, but the main ones. So, like, the tip-off millionaire. I got the slam jam up here. You could also see the differences between ownership between contests. And you could also take a look at the exposures of some of the top players, so, like, I wanted to highlight the fact, I want to give a shout-out to, uh, to For the Win, uh, Road 51. He was, he was in the NBA. Uh, he's a premium member at Road of Grinders. He's a, he was, he was in the, he's a regular participant in the NBA channel, in our Discord. Uh, and you, you only get the Discord if you sign up for premium. And it, the, that NBA channel, it goes, it's 24-7. People discussing the slate, people discussing projections, people discussing GPP strategy. I'm in there all the time. So click on the link in the description. You can get $10 off your first month of Roto-Grinders Premium and, and and be part of the conversation. I'm always in there answering questions, right? As long as it's not 1v1s or 2v2s. But do I play this player? I'm just going to tell you to look at the projections because NBA especially is a very projection-driven sport. So like I could take a look here and he he, he won he won not only uh, the 222 yesterday, which was for $100,000 with this lineup. He also tied for first in the Millie on FanDuel at the same time for like 50,000. So I think it was like a $160,000 day. And we were sweating. We were sweating with him. He was, he was in the chat. He said he was pacing back and forth, whatever. This is his biggest win. He's, 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 he's a, he's a good player. I mean, he's had multiple four five figure, figure GPP wins, but this is his first six figure GPP win. And now let me tell you, I've had one, I've had a six figure win before. And you have to really, you have to really appreciate it. Doesn't doesn't happen that often, but he did it, and pri- primarily by by basically Kyrie Levert got him there. You know, thinking in terms of if uh, Kyrie and if Kyrie and Durant don't get there and they're going to be owned, like who's the one that does get there for the Nets? Well, it ended up being a blowout, and Levert played you know most of those minutes. Kyrie was the best raw points, you know, salary adjusted value play on the slate, so that he just needed raw points. It's a two game slate. I mean, Ubre was a snowflake, and he still won hundred thousand dollars because you still you still need raw points. And Schroeder was leverage off of uh, of uh, LeBron and AD, right? If 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 the Lakers do put up points and it's not through, and, and AD and LeBron are sitting there with snowflakes, who's benefiting? Dennis Schroeder. So that's how he put together this. But you could also see that his lineup was two eighty five, scoring hundred thousand dollars. He had this lineup in the tip off millionaire. If you see right here, right. What forty five hundred bucks, right? Because you have to get the nuts. Like in these contests on a two game slate, one hundred forty one thousand entries, you need the nuts. Like you need this is 
You need the absolute stone cold nuts. So, you know, obviously it's a higher, it's a higher buy-in and typically, you know, better competition. But you see that in, in large field, smaller stakes, you know, the Millie, you know, $15 type of contest, the fadeaway today, right? They have the fadeaway special. Like you have to aim for the nuts, right? Especially on a two-game slate. On a 13-game slate, maybe you're probably not going to need the nut nuts, right? Some weird guy goes off for 42 points at 3,200. They're probably less than 1% owned, and you're not gonna, it's not going to matter, right? So this is what you could see in results DB, okay? You could see. You could see all this. I could take a look because you take a look at, like, Pascal's ownership. Like, in the slam jam, he was 83%. See, like, like Road for the win, faded Pascal in that lineup. And at 9.75 points, like that basically put him ahead. You know, it was in the top 17% of the contest because of it. But in the tip-off millionaire, he was only 59% owned, right? Curry, 73%. Irving, like you could see that in the lower stakes, the, at, the, at the higher stakes, the ownership gets more condensed. So it's easier to find leverage, right? But I mean, these are the best plays. I mean, like the, the reason why they're more owned is because they, they project the best. And in the lower stakes contests, you have a lot more uh, weaker, casual players that uh, may not be able to identify the the projected uh, the, the best type of lineups. So uh, some of these players end up going underwound. So this is this is what you could do in Results DB. It's free. So you just go. I look at this every day, literally every day in the morning when they update it. Sometimes it takes the time they don't update it till eleven in the morning or something. Uh, you can look at it the night before, but the the, the, the scoring isn't isn't updated. You can still look at the exposures once the game's locked. Uh, and I, and I like looking, I like looking, I like here, here's here. This is the, the tip off millionaire. And I could just put a cross section. I could pick whatever players I want. These are people that put in 150 entries. I didn't play this contest last night. Uh, score patrol, petty theft, brick, mock loving, a uh, hits Pat, Uticao, chess, chess is okay. E Hafner, giants would you take your pick, right? I want to see what they did. Right? If everyone's bemoaning the fact, oh my God, I can't believe I played Eric Pascal. Oh my God. Oh, Roto-Grinders. I had him highly projected. I can't believe. I can't believe I played. You talked me into Eric Pascal. Well, I fucking, every, everyone played him. <laughs> I mean, you're taking a look at some of the best players in the entire industry. And look, Petty Theft, 100%. <laughs> 85%, 93%, 96%. Oh, well, 65, oh. And that was still over the field of 58, right? So this is what you have to do. You have to go, it's like, oh, did I, did it, did, did I, did I choose, did I choose bad? Did I make a bad lineup? It's like, well, if I had the choice of uh, trading my results for any of these guys' results, I'd do it in a heartbeat. So if you're more on track with what a lot of sharper players, GPP players are doing, then what else are you going to do? Just not, not make the same decisions? I mean, that that's why I look at this type of stuff. Where did people get leverage? Okay, like E. Hafner went under on Steph Curry. So, I mean, he, he had a lot of Luke Kennard, LeBron James, Serge Ibaka, Williams, Kawhi. So, basically, basically E. Hafner was using uh, the fact that, like, going to fade a lot of the first game, the Warriors-Nets game, and, and basically stack... The other game still play Pascal as a you know a little uh, piece, a little cheap piece of that game, uh, but primarily go under. Still play Irving, so I mean he he, he had to have pieces of something. All right, it's a two game slate. You still have to have uh, two other players from two other teams in your lineups. But I I take a look at this. Like I take a look, Kevin Durant. Like most a lot of sharp players. I mean we have uh, Ads Pat did play a bunch of them, 
But most of our players didn't play. Did you know Durant came in at like thirty percent owned, and most around the industry Durant was was faded on DraftKings at least, not on FanDuel, but on DraftKings. So I take a look at this. Paul George, most most sharp players were over the field. A lot of people took shots on Beverly, like uh, petty theft. Basically, didn't play any Canard, which makes sense, right? If if you're gonna fade Canard, like Canard and Beverly are the types of players that come in for one another. Canard's on the second unit. Beverly is with the starters. Like if one gets into foul trouble, you know things like that. They replace one another. So playing them together is probably negatively correlated. Batum, on the other hand, like you take Batum was in the starters. So, so a lot, we didn't know this beforehand, right? Because we had that graphic earlier in the day yesterday with, oh, is Zubac going to start and Ibaka play the four? And they're like, oh, that's not what they did in the preseason. Well, well, they did what they did in the preseason. We saw the starting, that that graphic some NBA TV intern made and didn't know anything. So so if you played Batum, I mean, Batum got there. I mean, he did better than Pascal. He was he was good in the beginning. And then Wiseman got there in, in garbage time. So if, if, you, if you didn't play Wiseman and... Uh, I mean, Wiseman, you didn't know how many minutes he was going to play. Kerr said he was going to do in short spurts. So if you wanted to take a shot, like, uh, like, ah, it's Pat, good, take a shot. But if you didn't, then you didn't. But, I mean, just understand just the context of, of, of his game was that, like, he got garbage time, like heavy garbage time. If it wasn't for garbage time, maybe he, he wouldn't have played the last four or five minutes. So, I mean... Take it what it is, right? That it's, it, You have to look at the content. Just like Kyrie. Like, Kyrie was great until it blew out and he's not getting any more points. So that doesn't mean you screwed up, right? You have to look at these things in context. So if you have any questions, uh, I'm always looking through the chat. So even though I'm, I'm kind of blabbing on, kind of I'm trying to teach and show, show things, feel free to keep on typing in the chat. I could, I could, I could scroll back and uh, Tanner Brown asks, is that spreadsheet on RG? No. Uh, it's on. It's on my. It's on my Google Drive. Okay, so let's go through. Oh, I just finished uh, chapter seven of your course. I'm leaving a lot of good stuff. Hopefully, you could hit something before NFL is over. Yes, if you this this show is sponsored by the Theory of Daily Fantasy Sports, which is my sport, which is my course. So if you if you want if you want to take, you know, my course. It show, it's everything about the game theory of DFS. If you want if you learn how to get better, just go to theoryofdfs.com. You know, pick it up. It's 15 hours long. So if you like hearing me blabber on for, for an hour on this show about the strategy stuff, this is a good compartmentalized. You have me in your pocket for 15 hours. And a lot of people have said that they've gone back and like I, I've listened to it again and then plays a little. They've listened to it again because that's kind of how I learned how to play DFS. I read Bales' books. I read uh, RG strategy articles and then I'd play some and then I'd go back and go, okay, okay, I get that concept. Oh, let me let me learn... Uh, you know, how to, how to look at projections. Let me learn what leverage is, what correlation is, what it matters in different sports, in different slate sizes, different salary structures, and, and you go back and forth. And then these concepts just constantly get get uh, get drilled into your head. And then you're able to pretty much play any sport and kind of go, okay, what's the nuance of the sport? Okay, where's my projections? Okay, let me build good lineups. So that's, I just wanted to point that out. Uh but uh, let, let's go. Let's go. Let's go back to the chat and see. Uh, Drew DP says I have the premium, but I'm hesitant to bug you with all the stupid questions. I mean, I mean, you can. I mean, that's kind of the point, right? You feel free to tag me if you're in the premium Discord. Just tag me. Just uh, just make sure that a stupid question is like, do I play Giannis or do I play Luca tonight? Like, 
Like, that's why you have projections. So that's, just look at that. It, it depends on the lineup. Like, those, those, those are questions that can't be answered. It can't be answered. Uh, on shorter slates, is there merit to building more balanced lineups since the field overwhelmingly goes to guards? And, it, it, see, it, it depends on the slate. Like, sometimes it's not that way. Sometimes there's no value. Sometimes, it really depends on the slate. So, on shorter slates, sometimes there is a balanced build. And sometimes, it it really depends. Because you, you may have a, a two-game slate where some guy's out and some $6,000 mid-range player, like two or three of them are underpriced. And then people build balanced. So, it really depends on the slate context as a whole. Uh... How many players should be in my play? I, I get this all the time, okay? I, I don't want to say this is a stupid question, but it kind of is. Uh, how many players should be in your play? All those type of questions said, just build good lineups, okay? It doesn't matter how many players are in your player pool. What players do you want to play? Build good, hand build a good lineup, right? Hand build and go, I like this lineup. And then hand build another good lineup. And then hand build another good lineup. And then hand build another, then keep on hand building lineups until you get 20 lineups, okay? Now you look at those 20 lineups, and now, and now, now make now. How many players do you have in your pool? Maybe you have twenty-two. Maybe you have thirty-one. Maybe, like, as long as you're building twenty good lineups, then the the amount of players in your pool is all just a matter of diversification. Of of well, I I have twenty lineups, and nineteen of them have have Giannis in it. It's like, dude. Well, now most of your your entire portfolio of, God, of entries rely very heavily on Giannis. Do you want that? If do you want that? If the answer is yes, then you're fine. Are those 20 good lineups? Yes. Okay, then you're done. If you're like, well, I don't want to have Giannis in 19 out of 20. So you take Giannis out and put uh, Luca in. And you go, oh, well, now I have Luca in four out of 20 lineups. Are you is that fine? I mean, that it's like asking, well, how many stocks to, to buy? It's like, well, you could buy one stock. And if that stock does well, like you're, you're gold. You could buy a hundred stocks. Like it's a diversification thing, not how many people are in your pool. Like I'll sh- I'll show you how how I limit it uh, when we when we go and look at this slate coming up. Uh, Antoine Sims asks, "I'm a RG Premium member. How could I join Discord? Just click on this a uh, on the on the RG site itself. There's uh, there's a Discord on the menu thing. It takes you to the Discord link, and then you link up your account. And it, it, if you have a problem, just email support support at rotogrinders.com. Okay." What do you think? Okay, this is a decent. This is a decent question. Why did these? Why did these boxes keep on? Keep on. Uh, I, I'm producing the show. There's, there's, these these boxes are supposed to be the same size when they come up, right? What do you think of fading the first four games tonight? Game thirty minutes and building game news. I mean, that's viable. I mean, I do that a lot of times when there's very big late news, where I want to give myself the most optionality to take advantage of it. So you can, especially if you don't find that there's there's much value in the first four games. You you. you you could absolutely, absolutely do it, right? You you have to judge whether or not that that's worth doing. It's it's a day to day thing. It's I don't know. There may be a great great you know player projected player in one of the first games, and maybe you lock that guy into all your lineups, and then you say screw it, I'll wait for I'll wait for news. You you could, you could do it. So like, it's it's not a do you always or do you never. There's nothing like that. Always and never don't exist in DFS. But yes, that's something that you should be thinking about optionality is always something you should be thinking about. The more information you have to make your decisions versus your opponents, the better you are, even if the decision, even if it's bad, right? Oh, I picked the bad player from the early game and now they have a snowflake or they injured, they're injured. Now you know how to build the rest of your lineup. 
right? Because if you're if you're sitting there with a two point snowflake from from whoever, you're like, oh, there's no way. There's, yeah, there's no way for you to win the GPP, but you, there's there's limited ways for you to minimum cash if the rest of your lineup is chalky as hell. How is NBA correlation similar, different to NFL correlation? Uh, NBA positive correlations are very, very, very weak. Okay. Oh, someone gets an assist and they get a bucket like that. You're, you're scoring like 350 points in, in DFS contests. So the dead, so the correlation of a couple, like maybe two or three assists in a game, like to someone else doesn't, doesn't, doesn't amount to much overall in your score. You're thinking in terms of how does this player reach a ceiling, uh, an 85th percentile outcome? You have a 5k player and you want him to get 35 to 40 points. Well, if he gets 35 to 40 points, who doesn't on the team? Because there's only so many shots that the team could take. There's only so many rebounds that are available in a game, right? So you think in terms of that. You take a look and you go, uh, like yesterday, like Curry and Wiggins. Like, I know it's a two-game slate, so it's perfectly fine if you played them because who else are you going to play? But let's say it was a bigger slate and Curry was efficiently priced and Wiggins was efficiently priced. Like, they're not cheap. Like, one's 9,500, one's 7,300. Like, if Curry puts up a 65-point game, it's unlikely that Wiggins also puts up a 55-point game, right? And obviously, if the Warriors score 150 points, he could do that, but most likely not. Because if one guy is going off, another guy isn't. If one guy replaces another guy, it's very, minutes-wise, you don't get the upside. Like, two centers, if you played Abaka and Zubac, like, together, not saying last night. Last night's a two-game slate, anything goes. Because who cares about negative correlation? There's only so many players to pick. Uh, but in a normal slate, like you wouldn't, you you would hope that if I play Zubac, I want Abaka to get into foul trouble, and if I play Abaka, I want Zubac. You want you want you want you want the coach to ride the hot hand or something like that. So you don't really want to play in the same lineup two players that kind of come in and out for each other in the rotation. So those are really the things that you're looking to avoid. Less so than oh, how do I correlate my lineups? Like the only correlation, it's the type of thing where it's a fifty fifty of playing players in the same game. So like, oh, if I'm going to play, if I'm going to play this, if I'm going to play a guy from this team, and then I have a choice between a couple of players in this last spot, like if one of those players plays against that player, like I'm, I'm, that's the one that I choose because there's a correlation to minutes because of, you know, obviously the game is close. The starters, the, the closing unit gets the minutes of both sides of the game or overtime even, right? That, that'll happen sometimes. So that, that's what it's more like. I'm not going out of my way in NBA to go, well, I'm taking one guy from this side and then one guy from that side and then two guys from this. I'm not, there's no really stacking in NBA. I mean, you could, it, they're stacking when, when you have a, a, a situation where like one team is like three guys are out and now everyone's underpriced. You'll see situations where it's like, oh, I could take three or four guys from this team and get a lot of points. Like those would be situations, but in, in generalities, you're not looking at, you're not, you're not going out of your way to stack game. It's not like baseball. It's not like football. Where oh, quarterback, wide receiver, opposing wide receiver. It the, the correlations in NBA are just just not are just are just not strong. You're more likely to go, go look for leverage than correlation in basketball in in NBA. Like oh, well, this guy, this guy at the same price is is three times less owned, and he's only one point projected lower. So you're gonna play that that guy. Okay, and I think I, I, I kind of answered this question. E.J. Hines, how do you go about making player groups in bigger slate? Yeah, it's a similar, like, 
if I'm going to play two guys that are negatively correlated, I'm going to, you know, take them out. Uh, I mean, you'd have to think common sense. It's a 13-game slate. I'd, uh, the, the player groups I may have are, are maybe minimal because there's just so many guys to choose from that I don't need to worry about it that much. Uh, card fan, what's a good way to study and learn team rotations? We have Court IQ on Roto Grinders. If you're a premium member, you can see all the, the game flow of every game. It gets updated every day. So if you go to Court IQ, I don't think we, we don't have it updated now because it's the first day of the season. But it'll show you the rotation, the bars of every... You could look up any game. You could look, look up the past five games. And it'll show, oh, th- these guys started. And you see the bars going. And then it stops. And it's like, okay, he came out for that guy. And then this guy committed a foul. And then you could see what the rotations are. Like that. Uh, how do you react to late-minute changes that projections don't get updated? In t- that's rare. That's rare. Harden ruled out at 7.55. Do you roll the dice and lock wall? Well, yeah, well, you have to think, you have to think common sense-wise, right? If a major player from, from a team that's expensive just, like, is gone, like, all, 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 where, that usage has to go somewhere, right? So the more that you have experience with NBA, you could kind of predict, like, what, okay, if Harden's out, yeah, like, all, all those guys, Covington, Christian Wood, whoever, whoever's on the Rockets, like, they all get a boost, like, like, by default. So, yes, so do I roll the dice? Probably I do. I mean, if I if I built my own model, I'd have it updated immediately. So that's the, that's the only difference. It's like I'm relying on on RG projections because I trust them. Uh, but because it would t- it would take me three years to make a model that's that's close to it. That's that's anywhere close. So what, I'm gonna, I'm going to spend three years of my life making something that that you could you could go out and pay for premium right now and you could get it. So so why don't you? Uh, see, Marcus Abad has has the right idea. These are the these are the types of things that you could possibly think about. Like I said, NBA correlations are still not strong. Would you set a rule to run Luca back with one of Paul Booker and Aiton in every lineup? Is he, he is in low spread, high total, right? Because you want the game to be close. Yes, you you can do that if you're going to play if you're going to play Paul Booker, Aiton. If you if you're going to choose to play those guys, if you you could choose to play Luca without playing any of those guys on a thirteen game slate, of course, definitely. But let's say you're choosing to say, well, I also want to play some Booker. I also want to play some Aiton. It makes more sense if those those guys, if you play them, are in lineups with Luka. It makes more sense. Are you getting a little correlation there? Yes, you're getting a little correlation there. But it's not that strong. So don't, don't, don't take it to the extreme. In NBA, you don't have to take it to the extreme. If you want to decide and you're only playing five lineups, right? If you're only playing five lineups and you're playing Luka in all of them, and you want to play, I'm going to play Booker, and I'm going to play, like, you could do that. But if you're playing 150 lineups, like, I, I guess, yes, you can lock one of them in with Luke. You can, you can do it. But don't don't feel like you have to, right? Don't feel like, like, I, I do it a lot. I probably do it more than most players of those types of things, Mark. Like this this Marco's comment, which I think is very smart. It make, It's common sense. If Luka has a big game, he puts up 80 points. Like, that means the game is probably close and went over its total. And then you look at the Suns and you go, well, probably someone on the Suns got there too, right? So Paul Booker, hey, who, are, who are the Suns, right? It, it makes sense. Think in those terms. And But if you didn't want to do it, you could probably find another play. It, it could be Paul Booker and Aiton all get, you know, points, but none of them hit like a ceiling. They're all like, okay, they're pretty good, but it won't win you a GPP. That could happen also. 
Okay, let's see. Blender, I noticed all the best players for the most part was off KD. He played KD in single entry and faded Kyrie for leverage, knowing KD was going to be lower owned. Was that a bad play? No, you, look, you just explained it. You just No, you did it for a reason. There was a two-game slate, dude. I mean, there's, not, there's no bad... Trust me, there's no bad plays on a two-game slate. You, your thought process was correct. It just didn't work out. Right? You, th- you thought... You thought... Kyrie was going to be high-owned, and KD was going to be low-owned, and going to play for that scenario. That's perfectly fine. From a projection standpoint, Kyrie projected better than Durant. That's why he was higher-owned. I mean, that's that's really what it comes down to. But on a single game, on a single slate, uh, anything could happen. Uh, right, Drew DP says, right. Why did these, why did, the, why do my, my, why do my things always, like, it's, it, it depends on how many lines the comment is. I'm working with new software. Like you, you notice, I, I I do this for my own streams, but I got some templates here for for the pregame show, and I, they, they don't seem to align right. But whatever, I'll move the comments around. Ah, look, it's all over my face. I could I could do that also. Uh, so value and ownership more important than being correlated. Yes, and and because the in NBA the correlation is just so weak. Like the, you're not you're not going to find a .5 correlation in NBA. You're going to find .05 correlations in NBA. You're not going to make up enough projection with correlation. Like if you're like, oh, I'm going to tell you a lineup that's 10 points less projected, but it's correlated. It's like the, the correlations are, aren't strong enough to make up 10 points in projection. So you shouldn't be forcing it. Uh, do you run the optimizer, then make rules, or do you make the rules first? I'll, sh- I'll show you, I'll show you what I do. I'll show, I'll, I'll, I, no, I, 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 I don't make the rules first. I don't, I don't, no one makes the rules. Well, for this show, I make the rules. I make the rules for this show, people, okay? Uh, <laughs> are there any aspects of early season NBA DFS you try to take advantage of? Yeah, I, I, that people don't know anything. They think they know, and they don't. So I think the first few weeks of NBA, especially the first two, three weeks, it, it pays off to be contrarian. Because we don't really know these rotations, right? We don't know. We, we, don't, we, don't, we don't know what it is. People will say they think they know, but they're going to be overconfident. So that's what I'm relying on, the fact that people are overconfident. I can't be overconfident because I don't I I don't I, I don't even know. <laughs> I don't I don't even know. Like you'll you'll notice throughout the course if you're if you're new. A lot of people know me already. If you're new, especially in NBA. NBA is the lowest variant sport that is most it's e- the easiest to project. So pro- projections are like the be all end all. Uh so if you're not using projections, you're I mean, you could you could get there. Luckily, I guess you can, but it it's so I don't need to know what the players even look like. I don't I I don't watch the games usually, right? I don't know what half the players in the player pool look like. I, I mean, I know what most of them do, but but I mean, I it, their names on the spreadsheet to me. So when people are like, "Oh, do you think this guy is going to do whatever?" It's like I, I have no idea. I'm just I'm just looking at numbers. How many projection systems do you compare to RG for NBA? I, I've looked at I looked at them. It's it's not polite to for me to mention competitors, but yeah, I I, I as a player because remember I'm putting my own money on the line, right? It's like, I'm not just hey I'm doing this show and I you know nothing I got nothing on the line, right? I'm playing. I mean, <laughs> uh, I'm playing with my hard earned money and I'm playing. This is what I do for a living to play. DFS. So yes, I'm going. I'm going to look at other projections. I'm going to look at other sites just to double check. Just to go, okay. Well, they're projecting that guy to have four more minutes than we are. Is there is there a reason for that? Maybe or you know like that type of thing. Like I'm I'm going to do my due diligence. But that's why 
that's why I truly believe the RG projections are the, the best in the industry because I, I look at all of them, right? I, I look at all of them. So I, 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 tr- I trust, I trust Noto and the guys um, more, more, more than anyone else. And that's why I recommend it. And that's why, that's why I have a spreadsheet and I'm playing cash games. I mean, this is what I use. I use lineup H- HQ. I use everything. Right? I'm looking here, right? We're going to DraftKings right now. I'm, I'm, this is what I use. This, these are the tools that I use. I use these projections. I mean, these are initial projections. I mean, but they're updated 10, 13 a.m. I'll, I'll, I'll refresh to see. There's probably not much of an update, right? 11.25 a.m. Okay, whatever. Okay. So I just I take a look at the projections. So, I mean, according, I sort by salary adjusted value plus minus. And the best projected players right now in, in our projections. Right now. Like I said, anything anything can happen. Right? Uh, are Luka, Giannis, Drummond, Trey Young, Mari, Carter, Brown, Tatum, PJ Washington. You know, that's, that's what it shows up over here. We don't even have a smash percentage. Smash percentage, it means like on, on, a, on a target score for GPP, how often? Because when you look at a projection... Like this fantasy points minutes, like that's this is a median number, right? This isn't like it's the projections don't say Wendell Carter is going to, to put up twenty nine points. No, what this projection is saying is that taking all the variables into account for this game, uh, we're going to run this game a thousand times, right? We're going to simulate a thousand times, and then each time Wendell Carter is going to get a certain amount of points. Right? He had a bad game, 24 points. He had a good game, 38 points. You're going to do that a thousand times. That result set of a thousand results or 10,000 results, whatever the set is, what's the middle number? Right? What's the average or the middle number? And a normal distribution is about the same. Right? So the middle number is 29.92. So the projection is just saying that his 50th percentile outcome, 50% of the time, he will score at least 29.92 points. 50% 50% of the time, he'll score less than that. And that's where you get the floor and the ceiling. The floor and the ceiling are within one standard deviation of the median. So this would be, the for, for, for this sake, for, for our projections, would be the, the, uh, four, the 16th and 84th percentile, right? Because that's what, that would be inside of the, the, the standard deviation. So you're going to say 60, you're going to say 16, 84% of the time, he puts up at least 18 points, right? 14% of the time, or he puts up at least 42 points. So that's what a projection is. People think it's a projection. Oh, they predict uh, Luca to have 57 points. It's like, no, that's just his median outcome. His floor is 38, his ceiling 75. Floor doesn't mean the lowest he could possibly score. It just means within one standard deviation, his projection is 38 to 75. So don't look at these numbers. These numbers are just medians. These these numbers, think in terms of ranges of outcomes. So when you look at projections, and you can get these projections, obviously they're premium projections, and they'll change. Like, I don't mind. See, see the people up at, at, at the RG, like my bosses are like, I don't know if we should show the projections on the pregame show because they're premium and people pay top money because I, I recommend them. Uh, the problem is, is that uh, by... It, it, <laughs> Six hours from now, the, the, a lot of this may change, 
right? Because it's the NBA and guys are in, guys are out, guys are probable, guys are questionable, guys, Harden's at a strip club, I guess, and uh, <laughs> whatever, something happens and it's all, and it all changes. I mean, like in the, the, the minutes adjustments happen throughout the day. I mean, so, so it's not, it's not that big of a deal that I show you these, but I want to at least explain what you're looking at when, when, when you look at the projections. So what I do Instead of, because people, people go, okay, I'm going to look and go, okay, Lucas in a good matchup, right? Oh, Jason Tatum. Uh, I can play Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown against uh, Giannis. That's going to be a close game. Oh, okay. Let me do that. And they're going to take a look and go, oh, Fred Van Vliet. I don't know. He's shooting the lights out. You know, like, like stuff like that. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not watching the games. I, I don't know. I rely on projections. So what I'm going to do is I, I go into the build rules and I just set everything to default. I just said nothing. It's just like there's no, there's no nothing, no ranges of outcomes, no maximum nothings, no nothing. And let me just, uh, let me just run 300 lineups. I just want to run. Just give me, give me, based on, based on our projections, what are the 300 highest median lineups? What are the median lineups? What's that number? What, give me the top number. Like that, that, that would be like a cash game lineup. So this is what I do. I'll do this for FanDuel also, right? I'll just, if I'm playing on FanDuel, doesn't matter if I'm playing cash games. It doesn't matter if I'm playing GPPs. I'm just running. This is like kind of a little simulation, right? In a way, but just like, give me the best 300 lineups based on median. That doesn't mean that, you know, obviously ceiling is going to be different, right? Some, if everyone hit their median, what would be the best lineup? Typically those types of lineups, like I said, are good for double ups, head to heads, things like that. Now, obviously at 11 in the morning, we don't have ownership in. Jimino's hamsters don't wake up early. I don't I don't believe so. Jimino's hamsters work late into the night for, for ownership. And sometimes Jimino gives them a break. So a lot of times we don't have NBA ownership up until like one, two o'clock. And even that, and ownership gets updated like all the time. So like one guy's out, this guy's in, and then Jimino will run ownership again for the projections. Uh, but this is what I do. I, I'm, I, 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 I would look at this and compare it to the ownership projection, but we don't have the ownership projection, so I don't know. Uh, but but yeah, Matthew P., you're right. There's there are so many guys like one K too cheap, right? And I don't know. I don't know why 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 can't that why can't this thing stay where it's supposed to be? And I'm going to go to the new screen, and it's not. It's going to be too short. Okay, I, I'm going to figure out how to fix out the comments like that. There's so many guys that are one K too cheap, but uh, that almost makes it that like everyone is too. It's like it's just soft pricing. Okay, is this running? Okay, we got, we're up to 270. It's running. It takes a while, right, to run 300 lineups. And the more settings that you put in, sometimes it takes a little longer. A lot of times you're not building, three, you're not building 300 lineups. How do you choose what, line, what lineup to run for single entry after changing settings and settings of group? You have to choose which, whichever one you think is best. You have to get to that point. Okay, so I ran 300 lineups. Okay, let me let me take a look here. Move my chat window out of the way. Where is this? Move that out of the way. Okay, so I take a look at this and I go, okay, here's the top. I'm looking at these numbers. Projected, 301.9, 301.36, right? And then typically I'd also look at the cumulative ownership. These are the ownerships of all the players. Projected ownerships, obviously. Obviously, we don't have any ownership. So, like, I want, in, in technicality, for GPP, I want the highest number for the lowest ownership. 
right? For cash, I just want the, the highest number. Like, for cash, I would just want, like, give me this lineup, right? The one that projects median-wise best. But now at least I have a baseline. I have to go, okay, the, the baseline median is 301. The 300th, if I scroll, I'm going to scroll. Oh, oh, we're going, we're going fast. We're going fast. We're scrolling fast. It feels, it feels like we're on the highway. Okay, we're going fast. We're going fast. All the way down to the bottom. 296.27. Okay. So let, let's let's be clear here. The number one lineup, optimally, is 301. Right? About 301. The 300th down here is 296. That's a difference of what? Five points? Five, five points. That's it. Five points. In the grand scheme of a 300-point score, five points is what? Barely, not that much. Right? So let's scroll all the way back up. Okay. Scroll, 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 scroll. We're on the highway. We're going too fast. Oh, is that a cop? Oh, we're going too fast. Oh, we got to slow down for the cops. Right? Okay, we're at a traffic stop. A traffic stop. Traffic stop. Okay, we got to let people turn left, right, obviously. Okay. Okay, we're good. Okay, let's go. Beep, 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 beep. Get out of the left lane. Okay, we're going. We're scrolling, scrolling. We're scrolling up. We're scrolling up. We're scrolling up. And we crash into the top. There. Okay. Because uh, there's, no, there's no way to sort by lowest fantasy points. That's the only reason why I have to scroll up and down. But you could you could sort this by salary, by ownership, by, you know, the order created, whatever. But I'm looking at the baseline of 301.9 back to 296. But then I look to see what players are in these lineups, right, that show up in these lineups. Luca, PJ Washington, Jalen Brown, Wendell Carter, Fred Van Vliet, Andre Drummond. So, like, we take a look at this top lineup and see Mason Plumley there. It's like, okay, he's in 21% of lineups. This is, and obviously, this is based on projections currently now at 11:25 a.m. and everything could change. So, I'm looking based on our projections. This is what's here, but this is for a unique player. One. So, like, the only differences between these lineups are like one guy at you know. It could be more, but at at minimum, one. So, taking a look at this, I have something now to compare it to. Come on, click over the lineups. So, I'm looking to get as close to 301.9 as I can with lower ownership. Obviously, we don't have, the, all these are going to be zero. But this is what you would do in practice. Go, is there a lineup, like this, this lineup will have... Uh, 180% ownership. This lineup, right below it, could have 120. And it'd be like, well, the difference in projection is just like 0. 0.6, 0. 0.5, 0.54. But you're like losing a third of the ownership. So this would be a much better lineup for single entry, right? And less and lower and lower and lower and lower. What you can do is in the build rules, you could set minimum total lineup. So let's say you want to look for lineups that, if you see that your top base ownership is like, 200%. And you're like, well, I want to get lineups that are like 140. Well, you just set the max at 140 and run it again and see see what the meet what the what the lineups are, right? You could take a look and you could see, let's say we increase the unique players to 3. That gives a lot more diversification. That now 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 instead of instead of play uh, lineups be separated by one player, they have to be separated by at least 3 players, which means that we may not get Luka in 98% of our lineups. We not, may not get a lot as much. And you still get a ton of Luca. You'll still get a ton of the best projected players, but it'll try to scramble them up a little bit more. So like, instead of going through 300, just for time's sake, I'm going to set this back down to, to 100. 
okay, and I'm going to run it. Okay, remember, our top, our top baseline is 301.9. So you always have to keep that in mind. You don't want to give up 20 points in projection for the sake of leverage and the sake of everything. 20 but the the more that you give up the the hot, that that would be larger field contest. If you're playing a smaller field contest, you don't want to give up that much projection, right? Larger field contest, you don't mind giving give up more projection. So going through here. This is what I'm doing. Like you think in terms of like, oh, I'm going through, you know, I'm looking at the the tape and watching the tape and going through researching rotations or whatever it is. I don't do any of that. This is what I'm doing. I'm running through lineups going, you know, okay, you know, this guy is a high standard deviation. I don't know about marketing. I think that projection may be a little bit aggressive on marketing. It depends on his minutes. And I go, what lineups look good without marketing it? I mean, like, I'm just going through all of this. So it's building 100 lineups now. Maybe I should have set it for 50. Maybe, maybe the, the hamsters. Did the hamsters wake up? Are the hamsters, are the hamsters on the server? Jimino, Jimino let the hamsters loose. Uh, Jamal Faruqi asks, uh, can you set this optimizer to, uh, no, you can't. I've, I've put, I've put the request in. Can you set the optimizer to only produce lineups greater than a specific fantasy point? Yes, I, I've, I wish I, yeah, because a lot of times what you're going to do, I'm going to show you. You're going to do this. Okay, now it made a hundred lineups, right? So let's say you had all your rules in and all your everything, everything you wanted to do in, and you're like, well, I, I'm going to, okay, we got to go on the highway. You go all the way down to the bottom and you go, oh, anything under this price, you know, you just exit out, right? You just get rid of them. I wish there was a button where it's like get rid of lines, anything below it, but you could do this individually. So let's say you run lineups and you're like, I don't want any lineups below 296. So you find 296 over here. Here's the next lineup. So you just click there, click there, click there, click there, click there, and you just eliminate them. You could do that. So I'm, okay, let's scroll all the way back up. So now I have what? I have 93 lineups made. So now you can see Luke is still in a ton of them, right? Even if we add some some uh, more diversification in here, we still get lineups like this. Now, without, like I said before, without ownership, you know, there's no way to judge these lineups. Like, are they are they leveraged? I don't know. But you look through and you see, are there are there are there are there negative correlations? Right, Jalen Brown, Deont, like Deontay Dante Divincenzo. But let's say, for instance, like before, remember we had that. So I forgot. I forgot who. I'm sorry. Who asked this? Because it was a good question. I, I I don't I don't typically call out good questions. <laughs> I typically say they're stupid questions. Uh, but whoever asked about running, you know, Giannis back, right? Giannis with Booker. So let's say we have a build rule that we want to do that, a player group. So we create a new group and we say in all the lineups that Giannis is in, or that Giannis, or who are we talking about? Luca. Okay. All the lineups that Luca is in, I want to have at least one of Paul, Booker, or Aiton. Okay, which makes sense. Okay, so I'm going to set that. So this is what you can do in lineup HQ. Use the conditional player. What this means says, if Luca is in lineup, use a minimum of one and a maximum of one of these three players. So every Luca lineup will have one of Chris Paul, Booker, and Aiton. Okay, 
So now, just for example's sake, let's go to build rules and make 50. Make 50. Make 50 with, with just whatever, standard. Nothing. Okay? But now what I'm going to do is I'm going to lock Luca in. Okay? When I build this. Which means every lineup of these 50 are going to have Paul, Booker, or Aiton in it. Right? I'm not... Understand I'm doing this not because I want to build 50 lineups like this. I'm just doing the research. So I'm going to build 50 lineups. With Luca locked in. And because I have that group there, every lineup is going to have at least one of Booker, Paul, or Aiton in it. Okay? Now Luca is one of the highest projected players on the slate. So these lineups are most likely going to be halfway decent. Okay. What's the what's the magic number? What's the magic number, people? Do we remember? The top median lineup projection was 301.9. Okay? Now we built 50 lineups that have that correlation in it. And we look and we go the top lineup is 298.43. You get Luca, you get Chris Paul. You're sacrificing about 3 points. But if you also take a look at this, these lineups, like, do I want Brown and Tatum in the same lineup? Probably not. Do I want Markin and Carter in the same lineup? Probably not. So I don't, this, this ceiling is kind of capped on this lineup. Take a look. Do I want Williams and Carter? I guess that's okay. Do I really want Williams? I don't know. I still look Markin and Carter. Markin and Carter. Markin and, I don't want negatively, like, kind of negatively correlated. So I take a look at this. Next step. I go into player groups. I go, well, I don't want Tatum and Brown together. Then I don't want Markinen and Carter together. Okay? Because that's what this group does. Use at most one player of this group. End of story. Okay? And now I'm going to build another, and I'm going to build 50. I'm going to do it again. Right? I noticed something. I looked at the lineups. I said, I want to build these Luca lineups. I want to build, maybe you're just building one lineup. You're doing this as research. So now with, with that in, I still get Patrick Williams, Carter. Okay, so here here we go. Here was the one, Darius Garland, P.J. Washington. Okay, that's kind of correlated a little. You get Luca. You get Van Vliet. Okay, this isn't, this, I mean, based on our projections, this isn't that horrible. This doesn't seem like that bad of a lineup. You're playing Luca and you're playing Paul. Obviously, based on our projections, you're playing way more Paul than of Booker and an Aiton. Paul projects better. So you're sacrificing about, what, four points to get the best lineup like this, or four around four points, which is fine. If you're sacrificing only four points, I think that, that's, that's fine. This is a lineup that could be in a, this could be a single-entry lineup. This could, you could do something like this. But let's say you're like, okay, well, what's the best? Because we see Paul here. We go, well, I want to play Booker. Like, I want to play Booker or Aiton. So I'm going to just scroll and go, the best Paul lineup with Luca. This, this line, you know, you're thinking, you're, you're, you're doing your strategy going, okay, I'm going to play, I want to play a Luca plus something lineup. Okay, well, this, this is the research you're doing. So I'm going to Paul. I see Paul there. I see Paul there. I see Paul there. I see Paul. I'm, I'm looking for the first lineup that doesn't have Paul in it, right? Essentially. Aiton. Okay. It's so the first Aiton lineup is 296.69. The top Paul lineup is about a point, about a point higher. So basically you have to sacrifice a point in order to get to the first Aiton lineup. Then we're going to go and look for the first first uh, Booker lineup. 
Is there a Booker lineup? Let's see. Maybe there is even a, isn't a Booker lineup. Is Booker in here at all? I don't even think so. Do we even have Booker? I mean, he's in the group, but I mean, he just not. He doesn't project well enough. So out of the top 50 lineups, we go down and we go down to a lineup that's 295, which is, if we take a look, it's still almost three points lower than the top Luca Paul lineup. And it doesn't even have Booker yet. So in order to get Booker into this lineup, like, it's going to be, you're going to have to give up a lot of projection. So that, that would lead me to believe that if I'm going to play a lineup that has a correlation with Luca on the other side of the game, it's probably not going to be with Booker. Based on the projections. That's it. That's Based on the math, it's prob- probably best not to. Unless, unless I could find a way to, to boost up the projection, which I probably can't because I have my default. I have, not, I have, nothing, I have nothing going good that's really going against it that, uh, that I probably should be playing Paul or Aiton. And now I don't make my Booker lineup. Do you, do you, I hope, I hope you're getting, getting that, like, most people don't research DFS this way. Most people don't. Most people look and they go, I'm going to take a look at matchups and DVP or, or all that type of stuff. They're going to like a look, oh, it's a, he's a combo guard and he is a, you know, he's on a back to back and he's what I, like, all of that is in the projections already. Like all that, all that's done for me, right? I trust the projection model. Like, all, all the basketball stuff's done for me. Now it's just a matter of, can I build plus EV lineups? So that's what I'm doing. I'm going, can I build a lineup that Luka's going to be popular? Can I build a lineup that, once I get ownership in, can I build a, a Luka lineup that projects well and is still low-owned? Because he's going to be, he should be higher-owned. Right? So that's what I'm looking for. And how do I do that? Do, can I build a Luka Aiton lineup that has a less enough ownership that, that it's playable in a large field GPP, playable in a small field GPP, playable, you know, I'm doing this. And sometimes you get to the point where you can't. And you're like, nope, it's not worth giving up that projection. And sometimes you're going through this type of research and you're finding lineups that you would have never thought of before, right? You take a look and you go, oh, I'm thinking about playing Luka Dot. Well, how about let's X him out? Okay, let's do that. I'm going to X him out completely. And then I'm going to build 50 lines. So now it's like, oh, I want to play Luca. Well, what happens if you don't play Luca? What's the best lineup without Luca? Let's see. After running the top 50, we see 299.9 to 0.55. So you're giving up, you're giving up like two points in projection. Remember, the top lineup is 301.9. That's like the cash lineup. So you're giving up about one and a half points of projection to get a non-Luca lineup, which is fine. Especially if he's going to be high owned. So in a non-Luca lineup, I take a look at this and I go, okay, let me let me look at this thing. Let me look at this lineup. And then let me see, and then I go through the same process of, well, if I don't play Luca, well, then I don't want to play anyone on, on Phoenix, right? Probably not. And then like, oh, now I'm getting Giannis. So I'm like, can I, like Giannis and, like Giannis with Brown or Tatum makes sense. So I'm going to go into player groups right now and I'm going to do Giannis. Giannis with Tatum. Or Brown. Jalen Brown. And I'm going to do the same thing I did with Luca, right? Same exact thing. Right? This, he's not in the player pool anymore. So you get this message. I'm doing the same thing for Giannis. I want to play Giannis. I want to correlate him with Tatum and Brown. So I go in here and I lock him in. And I build 50 lineups. 
I want to see what the numbers are. Obviously, I would be at, at, at four o'clock. I would be seeing the ownership. So that makes a big difference. But I'm like, okay, what's the best Giannis lineup with Brown? Two ninety nine point five five. So I mean, it's the, it's the lineup from before, right? I take a look. Two ninety eight point oh seven, two ninety seven point five seven. Let's see the fiftieth lineup. You go down to the fiftieth lineup. Two ninety four point seven two. Okay, with Dort in it. Oh Jesus. So I look down and I go, you know, is this too much projection to give up to play this lineup? Probably. With Giannis in it. I don't want to play Giannis and DiVincenzo together, probably. So I'd end up making a group. I'd look at this and I'd go, well, maybe I should make a group so these two don't show up the same money. Maybe. Maybe I'd do it. I look and I see Brown. I see Brown. How many Brown lineups are there compared to Tatum? Brown, 92%. So basically, where's my first Tatum lineup? Okay, so look. Brown is 46 lineups out of 50. Uh... Tatum is four lineups out of 50. So I'm going to do the same thing. The top Brown lineup. What's that number? 299.55. So I'm now looking for the first Tatum lineup. Tatum, Tatum, where's Tatum? Tatum. Oh, here's Tatum. 296.86 with this lineup. 296.86 versus 299.55. So we're talking about giving up three points in projection just to get a Tatum lineup. Is that worth it? On a 13-game slate, if you're playing single entry or something like that, maybe it's not. So maybe I think in terms of, hmm, maybe I don't play Jason Tatum today. Maybe if I'm going to play Giannis, I'm going to play Jalen Brown, and I'm going to X out Jason Tatum. If I play 100 liners, maybe he ends up showing up in two. Maybe. But based on this research of the current projections, this could change. This could change three hours from now. But based on this research, I could build better Giannis lineups with Brown than I can with Tatum. I could build better Luka lineups with Paul or Ayton than with Booker. So now I take this with me, and now when I'm building lineups, I want to build better lineups. So if I'm building a single-entry lineup and, like, I'm I'm not going to be playing Booker in that line. I, I know this already just from doing the research. This, to me, is the research. The The... All the sports stuff is done for you. Once you have projections, like that's when, to me, that's when the game starts. Like I, I don't need, I don't need to do anything to get to this point. Like it's done for me. To me, the game starts with what I just showed you. I'm doing the research on what, how can I build plus EV lineups for the contests that I'm in. So I hope, I hope, I hope you get some. I mean, this is, this is what I'll be doing like every, every day. Like, starting January 4th, this is a special edition, special edition of the DFS pregame show. And uh, so hit the thumbs up button. If you, you appreciate this content, hit the thumbs up button, hit the subscribe button, subscribe to my YouTube channel. I mean, I, I my, my stuff is a little bit, I, I curse a lot more, but, <laughs> uh, but, but we're, I'm here to teach. So this pregame show is about reviewing past slates. Looking at current slates, especially in NBA, we're at 11 in the morning. We don't know what's up. Uh, and just showing you, showing you how to use the tool. Showing you how to what the strategy is. And just hanging out. Just hanging out with you. I mean, we got Matthew Hampton here. He's in, he's in 301. I don't know what that means. Okay, the numbers from before. I'm behind on the chat. He's, he's, he's always in the, in the Discord. Uh, but people are talking about, like, I'm not going to talk about locks, right? Like, who's a lock? Who's the, the, that doesn't exist. And Mike Button Buckets asks if lineup HQ is free. No, it's not. 
let's see. Is this site free you're using? No, this is Roto-Grinders. This is Lineup HQ. This is an optimizer. This is part of the premium package. So if you hit the link in the YouTube description, you get $10 off your first month. But you could do this. Hey, truthfully, you could do, if you have your own optimizer, if you have Excel, you could do it in Excel. I mean, it's a rudimentary way. Like, you could do this even if you're not using Roto-Grinders tools. So I don't want to say that, oh, you have to use it. I mean, I, I use it. This is what I do. I'm, I'm, just, I'm eating, I eat my own dog food. I, this is, this is what I, I'm not, I'm not saying, okay, I'm going to show you these tools and then I use my own stuff. Like, no, this is, this is literally what I do. Like this, is, this is why I want to do the show at 11 in the morning. Cause I wake up at around 10, right? 9 30, 10 o'clock. And then this is what I do. But does the, the throughout this entire process, did I tell you that Luca was a, that you have to play Luca. You have to play Giannis. You have to play Paul. You have to play eight. And, I'm just looking to build good lineups. Because now I'm looking at Giannis lineups. I looked at Luka lineups. Now I'm going to look at lineups that have neither of them in it. And see what 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 those lineups look like. And then I'm going to see what other lineups look I'm just going to constantly look at how much projection do I have to give up in order to get these types of lineups? Is it worth doing? In the contests that I'm in. If you're playing smaller field contests, you don't want to give up that much projection. You don't want to give up more than five probably. On an NBA slate, especially 13 games. Large field, maybe maybe you're willing to give up 10. Maybe. Maybe you are. In the large field stuff. Maybe, maybe you're not willing to give up more than three. Depending on the content. I mean, in cash games, you're, you're not looking to get, willing to give up much at all. At all, You're kind of looking to play like at least the top, one of the top, you know, five lineups or something like that. Right? You don't want to give up more than a half a point or something when you're playing double ups and head-to-heads. But... To me, this is the this is the to me this is how you play DFS. I know it's weird. I know people there are probably people watching that go, "I'm nuts." Like, no, this 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 is not fun. Math can't be fun. Oh my god, math can't be fun. Well, then I find math fun. This is what I find. I find the strategy and the math of the game fun. So if you like it, hit the thumbs up button. Hit the subscribe button. Uh, hit hit anything you want. Hit hit me in the face. Right. Uh, I'm, I'm able to produce the show. I could produce the show. Okay, the, the, all, all the hiccups. There was no hiccups for this first show, so that's pretty good. Other than other than not being able, not being able to, you know. Okay, see, like that's like I want to make it so that the comment is by not by over my face, but in another shot, and another shot. See if I do it in another shot. Yeah, see, it cuts it off. So I have to figure that out. So I guess that's the only thing. See, so I don't have to go like that to, to make it look better. And then when I get back to the other side. Like, it, it doesn't look good. So, I'll figure that out, people. Don't worry. Don't worry, people. And I believe I believe all of these shows will be on the Daily Fantasy Fix podcast feed. I believe. That's what I was told. But if it's not there, don't blame me. Because I don't, I, don't, I don't take care of that stuff. But, uh, so if you subscribe to the Daily Fantasy Fix podcast feed uh, in iTunes or whatever, you'll get an audio version of the show. Obviously, the audio is a little less valuable because, you see, I do a lot of screen sharing stuff. But, uh, but feel free to subscribe there. Subscribe to that. Uh, subscribe to my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Jordan Cooper. You could always pick up my, uh, my Theory of Daily Fantasy Sports audio course, 15 hours. So pick that up if it applies to every sport. So it, all the stuff that I showed you today, like it's all explained in here. Like this is evergreen content. It, it works for every sport. So like learning how to understand, how to understand projections, leverage, correlation, construction, all that type of stuff. It's all in one place. Like, I didn't make any of this stuff up. So it's like, I didn't reinvent the wheel. 
But instead of getting bits and pieces on shows and here and here and asking a question, just 15 hours in your pocket uh, from me that you could reference at any time. So uh, so this was the special edition. If you liked it, uh, I hope you... January 4th. This starts up January 4th. So once uh, NFL is finally over. Fine, we got two weeks left. Let's, let's, let's get the NFL over already so we can get into the the daily grind of NBA. Uh, so... Uh, so that's the DFS pregame show. I'm Jordan Cooper. You've been you, I, you you've been fun. Not not many stupid questions. So it's I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty impressed. I'm pretty impressed with the people out there. So uh, I'll see you guys again on the pregame show on January fourth, Monday, January fourth. We'll have some guests also. I have a special guest for the first first uh, first episode first show. So so tune in then on RotoGrinders.com.